Captain's Log, Stardate 33725.9. The Montana has been dispatched on a charting expedition outside Federation space towards one of the oldest parts of the galaxy. After the last few months, I'm looking forward to a long and uneventful mission. Ah, there you are. Is something wrong? No, no, not at all. Everything's running fine. Too fine. If things start to run too well, I begin to feel useless. I'm starting to miss our little saboteur. I'm not. Well, if he starts acting up again, we might at least be able to catch him. Maybe. So why are you standing alone in the observation lounge? Just looking at space. Oh, you're in one of your moods. No, I'm not. I have moods. Well, <laughs> lately... Lately's been a strange time. No, I was just being... Contemplative, I guess. That's a mood. Okay. What are you contemplating? Just... space. I've never been a particularly philosophical person, but even I sometimes get overwhelmed by the vastness of it all. How much there is and how little we've explored. Well, we've had this talk before, Paul. I know you like to think of yourself as a practical man, not a dreamer. But I think you're more of an explorer than you care to admit. When you talk like this, you just prove my point. Maybe. You just can't help but feel small when you look out into the black, can you? We are small. It's our ambitions that are big. Maybe yours. I meant as a species. <laughs> Besides, I don't know if I'm especially ambitious. I'm a mechanic, an engineer. I build things. You're being modest, Jack. I try to be. Still, you're the dreamer. I'm just a soldier. That's what I've always been. I just worked my way up the chain of command. Maybe. But you're a good soldier. And you're a damn smart one. Not every soldier works his way up to command a starship. They don't give out commands to just anyone, you know that. I thought you weren't in one of your moods. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm in a good mood. Peaceful. Captain Edwards to the bridge, please. Well, I was in a peaceful mood. I wonder what this is. Thank you, Peter. What is it? Report. We've encountered a ship, Captain, and we have dropped out of warp. A ship? A known configuration? Have they attempted contact? Yes, sir. It's a known configuration. It's an early warp Earth ship, specifically... The SS Durleth. The Durleth? You know this ship, Captain? Mr. Locke, if there's a more famous lost ship than the Montana, it's the Durleth. She was launched from Earth in 2070 on a routine mission of exploration. All contact with the ship was lost six months later. Her captain was Howard Roberts. If they think I'm a cowboy, they should read up on Captain Roberts. I spent a lot of time reading about his adventures when I was a boy. I, I did too. But it might be safe to say that some of those stories were a bit embellished. Some by Roberts himself. Probably. He was a Texan with a fondness for a tall tale. What the hell is a ship doing way out here? No ship from that era could make it out this far. They could have encountered a wormhole that swept them here. Possibly. What condition is she in? After so long, the hull is showing the standard stresses that one would expect for a ship of that era's construction exposed to the environment of deep space for so long without shielding. There is some buckling in the hull where it looks like something was, well, squeezing her. The weapon systems are depleted. So they were fighting something. Everything is offline. Their warp core is intact, however. 
And I am reading Dilithium Crystal Signatures. It might be possible to get the power systems back online if there's enough to work with. Or we could just report the derelict find to Starfleet and go on with our mission. On the other hand, this is certainly curious. We can take a look and make a more complete report. Lieutenant Palmer, keep us in a relative position 200 kilometers from the derelict. Mr. Locke, you and Mr. McGuire prepare a small away team to beam over to the derelict. Let's see if we can figure out what brought her all the way out here. Aye, Aye Captain. Captain. hate these environmental suits. They're not too bad, Doctor. The ones the Corps of Engineers wear, the heavy-duty suits, oh, they can be cumbersome. If you don't like these, you'd hate those. How many bodies are over there? We're reading approximately 30. Almost the whole crew. It doesn't appear to be a hull breach, but the life support systems are offline. The ship, however, is devoid of atmosphere. Did they evacuate the atmosphere themselves? Why would they do that? We don't know. Until we can get a good look at their systems, maybe a ship's log, too. All right. Are we ready? Energize. Well, you're right about the bodies, but not all of these people died from decompression. I can see that. It looks like they killed each other. Tore each other apart is more like it. They were preserved by the vacuum, though. Might be able to find out something with autopsy. I'll take a look at their dilithium crystals and see if I can't at least get gravity restored. Mr. Knight, give me a hand over here. Please bring the gravity online slowly. Although these bodies are so damaged, it might not make a difference. Ah! Oh. What is it? Are you okay? I'm getting images. Painful. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Montana. Her captain thrust generations forward in time. His crew, pioneers that still believe one man can make a difference. Their mission, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Star Trek, the continuing mission. Based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. Produced by Sebastian Pruth and Patrick McRae. This episode, Cathedral in the Void. Written by David Raines. Mr. Locke, give me a report of the situation over there. 
found several dead crewmen. Dr. Wilson wants to beam some over for autopsy, but it looks like they killed each other. Mr. McGuire and Mr. Knight are currently working on restoring power and gravity. That should make things easier. Are you all right? I'm fine, Captain. All right. Keep me appraised. Yes, sir. You don't look or sound fine. The images. The feelings are so strong. It's like whatever happened here is still here. Can you tell me what it is that happened? No. Not yet, anyway. Well, it shouldn't be a problem to restore partial power. That's all we'll need, anyway. Gravity coming back online now. Get ready. Okay, let's see what we can do about some of these other systems. It looks like I can get their bridge systems going. That's all we need. Right. There we go. Well, we've got some light now. Eh, not much. That's just the emergency lighting, but that's okay. Help me with this door, Mr. Knight. My God. Mr. Locke, what is the situation over there? Um, the situation is indescribable. Try to describe it. Well, the entire bridge crew is dead, of course. They appear to have killed each other. But more than that, the bodies have been mutilated. The captain's chair has been removed and replaced with a large, black... Well, altar is the only word for it, sir. Altar? Yes, sir. Mr. Knight, help me with the computers. We'll try to retrieve the logs and data recorders. Yes, sir. It's covered in blood, sir. From the looks of some of these bodies, I... I'd say they were sacrificed on the altar. I see what appear to be ceremonial daggers of some kind. This doesn't make one damn bit of sense. No, sir, I... Mr. Locke, are you okay? I'm fine, Captain. The hell you are. You look like you're barely hanging on. Captain, Mr. Locke is sensing some very powerful psychic impressions. It's under control, Captain. The altar is something inscribed on it. I'm going to get a closer look. I've got the Captain's log and some of the ship's data records. I'm not familiar with either the language or the symbols carved on the stone. Locke? What happened? Medical emergency. Beam us back immediately. How is he, Doctor? I don't know. I've never seen anything quite like this. He's sustained a severe shock to his cerebral cortex, he's experiencing psychic shock, but he hasn't gone into the normal protective coma. He flashes in and out of consciousness, he's in severe physical pain, which he seems to sense even when he's unconscious. His brain activity is erratic and all over the map, I can't pin down what it might be because I've never seen brain activity like this before. Not even in a telepath. He has seizures, but they don't seem to correspond with anything I can track down that's going on in his body. So, right now I'm doing what I can to stabilize him. Try to reduce the pain and seizures, see what I can do to calm his erratic brain activity. So I'm just treating symptoms right now. Trying different drug combinations. But this is just temporary, Captain. This is not an effective treatment. If I can't figure out what's happening with him, he will die. And you say this started after he touched this... altar? Yes, sir. 
He had been uncomfortable from the time we beamed on board. But it was worse on the bridge. So we're dealing with some sort of psychic phenomenon that has a focal point at this altar. That seems a fair assessment. Captain Edwards. Edwards here. Mr. Knight and I are ready with the ship's data. Good. I'll meet you in briefing room number three. All right, gentlemen. The data logs were severely degraded and damaged. We were, however, able to piece together a few things. Yes, we have portions of the captain's log. We've also recovered some of the data recordings telling us a little bit about what happened. Right. As far as how they got out this far, we don't know. There's nothing about that. In addition to the damage to the records, large portions of them are just missing. Erased? Hard to tell with all the damage. However, we can tell things did not go well. We read a lot of chaos, conflicting orders, and mental disturbances among the crew. There are reports of strange visual disturbances, both inside and outside the ship. What kind of visual disturbances? One of them sounds like a a large asteroid that appeared near the ship. There are also some recordings that, frankly, don't make any sense. And some of them, it sounds like the crew is conducting some kind of ritual. Let's hear it. Yes, sir. that? We don't know, Doctor. But whatever it is, it's what was happening on the derelith. What about the captain's log? Can I hear it? Aye. There's not much. Here's all we could recover. Captain's log, April 30th, 2070. I don't know anymore. I'm not sure I trust our chronometers. It's difficult to get a fix on any recognizable stars since we don't know where. Among the crew... Dr. Ashton doesn't know what it is, and his only solution right now is to keep them sedated. Sometimes the star fields disappear, and that's just making navigation essentially impossible. Captain Parsons, my engineer, has started to get some very strange ideas. I can't begin to under... Both crew have taken their own lives. I've also started to find strange names written in blood in the corridors of... Appeared. Its size is enormous. I have no idea why it would not have appeared on any of our scans before it came into visual range. Preliminary scans reveal it to be of a rock unknown to our science. The most astounding thing about it, however, must be the spears. Yes, yes, the, the, the architecture, the spires, the... I killed my science officer. It was in self-defense, but that doesn't... Captain's chair. I don't know where it came from, but... I've done my best. I've come to peace with the fact that we'll never get home, but I can never be at peace with what my crew's become and what I've had to do to some of them for my own survival. I can't let this continue. Even if I have to kill them all, I have no desire to live on a derelict among the corpses of my colleagues and friends. Besides, I've been fighting as best I can, but I can feel the tug of the madness in me as well. I can hear the chorus 
of inhuman voices in my head calling me. I'm not going to let them have me. Nor am I going to let them have what's left of my crew. I'm going to shut down all life support systems and evacuate the atmosphere. It should be a quick death. There! That's it. That's all there is. That's not at all comforting. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Not all at once. To be honest, Captain, I have no idea. Mr. Knight? I'm sorry, sir. I have one. Yes, Doctor? Whatever it is that's here has clearly affected Mr. Locke. Since he's not getting any better, I have yet to figure out what's wrong with him. Simply leaving the area seems to be the best course of action. I is probably right. There's no one to save here. We could just report the find along with the data we've recovered and move on with our mission. Starfleet could send a mission better equipped to salvage the Derleth and investigate what happened. I concur. If we leave this area, whatever's affecting Locke may stop. Prepare to get underway immediately. Yes, sir. Aye, Captain. Lieutenant Palmer, resume our original heading. Yes, sir. Uh, Captain, the helm is having difficulty finding a lock on our last heading. Why? I'm not certain. These readings don't make any sense. Is it some kind of interference? I don't think so, sir. I'm not reading much of anything. Sensor readings are falling across the electromagnetic spectrum. Captain, the view screen. The stars. They're gone. They're coming. They've been here forever. We're the intruders. Nurse, I need 12 cc's Dilemmadon. Um, yes, Doctor. I have spoken to those who walk between the stars. We are nothing. Please hurry. Here, Doctor. Within the cathedral, we must erect the altar and appease the old ones. Skies are always black. Couldn't see anything before the universe began. Crawling chaos. The blackest stone, older than the universe. Not meant to be. Like insects to them. Beyond our capacity to believe. Flaking skin. That was enough to knock out a bull elephant. Colors. He can't take much more Colors of this. coming down. Nyala. Nyala. The stars are coming back now. Faintly. Mr. Palmer, can you get our heading manually while the stars are visible? Already trying, sir. The star fields appear to be... shifting. They're gone again. Okay, Mr. Knight, record these star fields as they become visible. 
Mr. Palmer, I want you to coordinate this data with Dr. Walschlegel and Astrometrics. If anyone can navigate us out of here, it should be you two. Yes, Captain. What the hell is that? I'm not sure, Mr. Plummer, but the crew of the Durlitz saw it too. Scanning, Captain. The object appears to be an asteroid, approximately 1,805 kilometers at its widest point, 2,113 kilometers long. I can't get a reading on its composition. It's not registering as anything in our databanks. I can't get an accurate reading on its mass, either. It looks like a cathedral. Yes, it appears to have been carved out of the asteroid itself. It's not a construction built on the surface. It's enormous. I'm reading the tallest spire to be 910 meters. Some of the doorways read 250 meters high. There are carvings on the surface that appear to be a language. The computer is unable to find a match with anything in our libraries. Why can we see it? Good question. There's no local light source, and the star fields, when they're visible, are too dim to provide any illumination the asteroid could reflect. It doesn't seem to produce any visible light itself, but my sensor readings have become very chaotic since its appearance. I'm even reading activity in the visible spectrum now, even though the only thing we can see out there is that thing. It just doesn't make any sense. What could have made something like that? I don't know. Captain? Yes, Doctor? Lock is getting worse. I thought we were leaving. I'm afraid that's proving to be a little harder than we intended, Doctor. Do what you can and keep me posted. Yes, sir. Enter. Oh, Kelly, hello. What are you doing, Jack? Looking over some of the scans we've been getting of that asteroid. The architecture of that structure is... astounding. In what way? Well, not all of it makes sense. It definitely looks like it was carved with hand tools. I don't think that asteroid has enough mass to hold an atmosphere, though. So, if they had the technology for life support in space and the capability to get to the asteroid, why would they use hand tools to carve out the cathedral? The architecture is very sophisticated, especially the non-Euclidean elements of it. Using hand tools would make this infinitely harder. It must be millions of years old. I can't imagine who could have designed and executed this so long ago. Let me see. Sure. You're right. It's strange, but so beautiful. Yes, it's impressive. No, it's beautiful. You know, I've seen carvings similar to these before. Really? Where? On Kronos. They're not a exactly like these, but they're similar to figures from Klingon mythology. Really? Yeah. Very... Very ancient mythology. Are you all right, Kelly? Uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, the mythology is very old. Yes, you said that. Older than... Than... Kelly? They're waiting for you. What? Who? What are you talking about? Don't you see? Don't you understand? They're waiting for you. For both of us. The one who has understanding in his Scarlet Woman. I don't know what you're talking about. Can't you hear the darkness singing? There's terrible beauty in the void. The crawling chaos is waiting for you. 
it's here. The death of life and the life of death. I can hear them. In my brain. Ah! Nurse, intensify the restraining field. Nurse, I said to do your... Captain? Yes, Doctor. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Can you come to sick bay, please? I'll be right there. Mr. Knight, you have the con. Maybe we should go to sick bay, have the doctor look at you. Silly. He wouldn't understand. You have the understanding. The understanding of what? The chaos. The manifestations of Nyarla Hotep. Nyarla what? Yes, Doctor, what? What the hell happened here? Well, my nurse attacked me. Rather savagely, in fact. You don't look good. And now I feel even worse. I was able to win the fight, but not before she freed Locke. She's unconscious over there, and now Locke is wandering the ship, babbling his nonsense. I thought you had him sedated. I did. He was sedated near lethal levels for all the good it did. And I've got Nurse Campbell sedated, too. I suspect it'll do just as much good. Mr. Plummer, Locke has escaped from sickbay. Locate and secure him. Bring him back to sickbay. He may be dangerous. Yes, sir. It's starting to happen here. Whatever it is that happened on the Durlith, it's happening here now. Mr. Palmer, progress report. None, sir. I had a brief window of visibility, and I thought I might have had sighting of Conover's Cluster or Piper Star, but there wasn't time to get the coordinates. You're going to have to do better than that, Lieutenant. There's not much we can do, Captain. We just have to wait until the starfields become visible. We've been trying to plot a pattern to their appearances, but so far they just seem random. All the interference from that asteroid isn't helping us get a lock on anything either. We need to get out of here. You need to come up with something. We're working on it. I'm standing in front of a window with a sextant. I'm staring into nothing, waiting for stars that may or may not show up, that may or may not even be recognizable to us. I'm doing my job, Captain. Okay, okay, Lieutenant. Just keep at it. Right. Palmer out. Do you think it's gotten to her? What? Because you didn't apologize? Maybe. Or likely you just pissed her off. Probably a combination of both. That's not funny. I wasn't joking. They're older than we can imagine. But we've forgotten about them on Earth. Who are you talking about? Those from the deepest abysses of space. From where we haven't yet dared to go. From where we are now. Kelly, I... Some are primordial. Elemental. The crawling chaos is among these. He has many forms. You have the understanding. I really don't, and I think we should get you to sickbay. The Black Pharaoh. The Yellow Mask. The Haunter of the Dark. Yes, yes. Captain Edwards. Go ahead, Ensign. We're reading an unauthorized shuttlecraft launch, sir. We've tried to stop it, but whoever it is has locked out the bridge controls. It's Locke. He's headed over to that thing. Jack, 
Meet Dr. Wilson and me in the shuttle bay. Locke has gone over to that asteroid, and we're going after him. I think you might come in handy. Let me guess, because I have the understanding. What? Nothing. Do you mind if I bring Kelly along? I think she might have some understanding of her own. Kelly? What do you mean? She's acting a bit odd. Has she been violent? Oh, no. No. Just odd. That's fine. Edward's out. Come on, Doctor. Right behind you. We'll open the gates. No! Ensign! The blood will flow. Madness will flow upon the rivers of red torments. Ensign, put down that knife. Doctor, a little help? There. He's not going to stay out for long. Security, this is Captain Edwards. Ensign Block is unconscious in the corridor outside sickbay. Secure him. We'll try to get to him, sir. We're starting to get busy. Thank you, Captain. He jumped me as I came around the corner. Uh, I don't know why. Things are getting a little out of control. Go confine yourself to quarters until further notice. Yes, sir. Look at this dagger, Captain. Why would Block have something like this? I've seen this before, over on the Durla. It's about time I was beginning to get worried. We were slightly delayed. Come on. He wears many masks, but only those who understand will recognize him. They are very odd. Some have been to Earth, others never found their way. We can honor them, and they might not destroy us. How long has she been like this? I don't know, almost an hour now. She says she recognizes some of the carvings on that asteroid. Okay, we're wasting time. If she isn't going to try to kill us, let's go. Strap in. Miss Natukov, do you recognize this dagger? Huh. It's a dagger of Dithlokon. How exquisite. Draws the blood from the great sacrifice. Would you mind keeping the knives away from her, Doctor? All this interference is making navigation almost impossible. We're going to just have to eyeball it. Lucky you have a big target. If Locke can do it in his state of mind, I think I'll be able to manage. See if you can pick up anything at all on the scanners as we get closer. See if Locke is alive. Nothing yet, just noise. How many eyes do you have that you cannot see? Jack, can you adjust the comm units in the environmental suits to work along any clear bands and all this noise? Aye, I think I can do that. Get to it. Deck 7 just went dark, sir. No communication at all. Alert security. Security is reporting they're overwhelmed, sir. Tell them to do their best. Yes, sir. Ensign? Ensign, answer me. The trap is a hedron. The hunter can be summoned with the trap as a hedron. That's it. 
Security to the bridge. Of course, he can appear wherever he wants, but we can summon him with a trapezohedron. Lieutenant Belknap, take over communications from Mr. Gilmore. No, I think he's right, sir. I think the trapezohedron would come in handy. Sit down, Lieutenant. I prefer to stand. Can you hear the music of the void, Mr. Knight? No, I really can't. If there's anyone still on the bridge who isn't crazy, I could probably use a little help. Anything yet, Doctor? No. Still too much noise. The flute of Evagoth. I'm picking up some movement, though. Luck? I don't think so. It's a lot bigger. Okay. Prepare for landing. Restrain him. What the hell's the matter with you, Gilmore? Nothing. As the chaos flows throughout the rest of the ship, we'll prepare the altar here. Altar? There. The captain's chair. It's gone. Hail Nyalathotep! Praise Nyalathotep! Hail to the ancient dreams! Is Kelly going to be okay in an environmental suit? She's not going to take her helmet off out there, is she? Don't be silly. Oh, I'll keep an eye on her, sir. Is everyone ready? Yes, sir. are back. I think that's Alpha Orionis. Just stay a little longer. Let me try to get a bearing. Got it. Palmer to bridge. I think I got a bearing on Alpha Orionis. When the starfields reappear, I think I'll be able to find it again. Bridge, come in. Lieutenant Knight. Mr. Locke, 
This is Captain Edwards. Are you all right? What's he doing? Looks like he's kneeling. He's in communion with the elders. What do you mean? He's in communion with the elders. He's in some kind of trance. I don't think he can hear us. He's in communion with the elders. Yeah, so you said. What is that in front of him? It's a trapezohedron. A shining trapezohedron. Captain, I'm still picking up movement on my tricorder. Can you tell what it is? No, there's still too much noise for a good reading. All I can tell is that it's big and alive. It is just ahead, though. Doctor, you stay here and look after Locke. See if you can snap him out of his trance. It'll be easier to get him back to his shuttlecraft. Yes, sir. Jack, let's go on up ahead and see if we can get a look. Lieutenant! Tom, I think I've figured out how to get us home, but I've lost contact with the bridge. Doesn't surprise me. Things have been getting crazy. The ceremonies have already begun on the bridge. The what? The ceremonies of Narlathotep. That's probably why you can't get through. What the hell are you talking about? The end of time and space! <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I'm keeping the phaser. Think about what you're doing, Ensign. All of you, think about this. Upon the altar, the blood of madness will flow. Stop this! It can't be stopped. It's eternal. Susan? I couldn't reach the bridge on the comm system. The phaser by way up here. I think I know how to get us home. Manifestation of the Haunter. Kelly. You are from Earth. Long has it been since humans reached this void, but not as long ago as when I last trod upon your soil. Something's taking control of her, speaking through her. Let her go. She is irrelevant. Not to us. That is irrelevant. Where are we? Here. Where are you from? I have observed chaos from the world of seven suns. You say you've been to Earth. I passed between the worlds. Long ago, there were those on your world who sought me out. I have had many masks. I have walked upon your soil in the form of man, working wonders for those who would watch, leading them to their doom. Some remember me as history, others as dreams. Form of a man? You mean you're a shapeshifter? If you believe it helps you to understand, then you may think of me as such. What do you mean you led people to their doom? Out of what you call Egypt, I came, giving great exhibitions of science and magic. Those who worshipped despair were glad to follow me. In the graveyards of dead ancestors, I spoke of wondrous and terrible things to come, and there were those who gladly laid down their lives, while others were trapped. I was able to walk between the worlds, dashing hopes and raising fears while we await the time when the stars were right again. 
Mankind is insignificant. When he first began to thrust himself out into the void, it was an act of petty narcissism. When he reached this space, it intrigued us. However, we soon discovered that man has not changed. His malignant mind festers inside his head, thinking empty thoughts. A nuisance upon the face of the Earth. A petty virus in the universe. I don't like the sound of this poem. It is perhaps only a matter of time before man reaches the first homes of the Elders and finds those who remain. This cannot be allowed to happen. I'm detecting movement just up ahead. What are you going to do? It has already begun. My ceremonies have already started aboard your vessel. I shall appear to them, and they will bear their madness unto me. For I am Yarlahotep, the messenger, the crawling chaos. What the hell is that, Jack? Trouble. I think I know how to get us home. When the starfields reappear, I'll try to get a fix on Alpha Orionis again. The last two times the stars reappeared, they seem to be the same. If they're the same this time, the sudden jump to high warp might break us out of wherever we are. And if he's wrong? It's better than being here. Okay. I have arrived. I am the Crawling Chaos. I am the messenger of Azeroth. Look upon me and despair. Your madness shall be complete. Okay, I'm ready. All we can do now is wait. I think we're going to have to do more than that. What? The view screen. Look! Arm phasers. I'm already on it. No effect. What is that thing? I don't know. Still no effect. I'm raising shields. Look at those tentacles. That's what attacked the Durlith. I think we're just making it mad. More alarms are coming from all decks. Security says they're overwhelmed with reports of violence. Try to contact the captain. See what their status is. If the starfields appear before they get back, we may have to try to leave without them. I'm going to try the photon torpedoes. Right through it. more to this asteroid than we can see. These structures go very deep, and all of that noise that's interfered with our instruments wasn't here until this thing appeared. I believe there must be some kind of power source somewhere in this thing. 
We've got two shuttlecraft here. It won't take much to get the intermix ratio out of balance. And that thing that's trying to squeeze my ship? Shogar. Might get rid of that, too. How soon can you do it? The longer we talk about it, the longer it'll take. That thing out there is tightening its grip, but our shields are holding for now. More reports of violence are coming through. Decks 7 and 8 have gone dark. No communication. The shuttlecraft is taking off. We can't lower the shields to allow them to land. Look, the stars are coming back. It's about time. It appears to be the same star field as last time. I think we're just looking at it from a different perspective. Let me get my bearings. The stars are back. Let's hope Susan's got something by now. It's here. What? The shining trapezohedron has appeared on the altar of madness. Oh, not you too. The crawling chaos is here. I have to do everything myself. Try to put the ship between us and the asteroid. The Montana shields will protect us from the blast. I don't think we should be doing this. I don't think Nyarlahotep would like it. Damn it, Paul. The captain is the one person this stuff isn't supposed to happen to. Doctor, can you... I'm already on it. Thanks. How are you feeling? I'm fine. Okay. Can you trigger the detonation if I take over the flying? You got it. All right. Why do you seek order in a chaotic cosmos? There is only pain and disorder. Lay down your life for me on the altar that has appeared here before you. Who the hell are you? I am the crawling chaos. The haunter. The messenger of the I don't like people who talk in riddles. I am not a person. I have only taken this form. I really don't have time for this. Time is not yours to do with as you will. You have no understanding of time. Only your architect and his scarlet woman have the slightest inkling of the vision. Architect? Architect? McGuire? My ceremonies will continue. All who have intruded upon this space will die. The human race will not be permitted to further infest the cosmos. 
That will no longer work. Hail Nyarlathotep! Yes, my priest. I am here. Summon the architect and ready the altar. We're being hailed. The ship? It seems to be coming from both the Montana and the asteroid. <sighs> Bollocks. On speakers. Architect. I am the god you seek. You saw my story and you knew. Azathos saw reaches you and yet you do not embrace it. You and your healer must walk the road of madness. My wonders are for you. I have wonders for you, too. Now, Doctor. Captain's Log. The events of the last few days remain fuzzy for much of the crew. We're lucky our casualties weren't higher. In the end, we lost a dozen crewmen. That's a dozen too many. But compared to the events that occurred, and what happened on the Durlith, I think we got off lucky. Many crewmen are still experiencing some psychological stress, but those effects seem to be diminishing for the most part. It was Susan who managed to save us at the end. She had managed to get a fix on a recognizable star. Right after Mr. McGuire and Dr. Wilson destroyed the asteroid, the thing that was attached to our shields let go. Susan was able to drop the shields, and the shuttlecraft was able to land. Susan also reports that when the asteroid was destroyed, the being calling itself Nyarla Hotep uttered a sad no, and vanished from the bridge. She immediately jumped to Warp 8, setting a course via the star she had previously identified. Since we seem to have been in some sort of area of non-space, Dr. Wolschlegel theorized that jumping immediately into a state of high warp might enable us to break free of the local physics that were keeping us where we were. Fortunately for us, it seems he was right. We have no idea where we were. In keeping with Dr. Wolschlegel's theory, it was likely a place outside our local universe. We have no theories as to what brought us there. Our re-entry into our universe was several hundred light years away from where we found the Durlith. A subsequent mission to salvage the Durlith will be launched sometime in the future. But I have my doubts that it will be found. I fear it is subject to the tides of space. Ah, there you are. How are you feeling? Hello, Jack. Ruminating again, eh? Mm. How's Kelly? She's, uh, fine. How much does she remember? More than most of the crew. Well, everything, actually. She seemed to be especially attuned to whatever was happening. Yes, she's very... aware. Very attuned. I feel smaller than ever, Jack. I'm not even sure how to classify what we just experienced. Hostile beings encountered in a non-local space defeated by use of antimatter. Your claims to not being a poet are validated. I'm an engineer. What'd you expect me to say? 
How can we possibly hope to understand all that's out there? It seems the more we learn, the more questions we have. Sometimes when I look out there, I think it looks so bleak. So black and unforgiving. And now, after what we've just been through, I stand here and I wonder, should we even be out here? But then I think of all the beauty among the blackness. The stars. The endless variety of planets. I think of pulsars and quasars and supernovae and every other spectacular thing we've managed to see and to study. I think not only of the images that have been brought back, but of the poems that have been written about sunrises on other planets, and exploding suns and comets sailing through space. It's all so amazingly beautiful. And I think about all the life that's out there. It's everywhere. The galaxy is teeming with life, and it's all invisible from Earth. I think about all this. And you know what I think then, Jack? We absolutely belong here. Cathedral in the Void by David Raines, starring Scott Martinick as Captain Paul Edwards, Stephen Perkins as First Officer Darius Locke, Patrick McRae as Chief Engineer Jack McGuire, Nathan Wolfenbarger as Security Officer Plummer, Johannes McQuarrie as Dr. Wilson, Etta Devine as Helmsman Susan Palmer, Tiffany Talent as Journalist Kelly Natukov, Jim Menikas as Ensign Peter Gilmore, and James Francis as Science Officer Stephen Knight, also featuring J.B. Crawford as Lieutenant Belknap, and Matthew Tucker as Ensign Toiber. Series narrator Sean Burgos, directed by Patrick McRae, edited by Matthew Blondin. Music by Knox Arcana, Jerry Goldsmith, Dennis McCarthy, Michael Giacchino, and Kevin Manthe. Opening theme by Henry Mancini. Produced by Sebastian Pruth and Patrick McRae. Star Trek, The Continuing Mission, Cathedral in the Void, is copyright 2014, Melting Clock Productions. For more episodes, visit StarTrekContinuingMission.com.